My name's Lewis Shoulders. I'm 10 years old. I live in South London. My mum's beautiful. She's got a great smile. She makes me laugh sometimes. <laughs> Does she treat you nice? <laughs> sometimes she treats me good. Uh, sometimes her eye goes a bit red and that, so it looks a bit funny. She's diabetic and um, she's blind in one eye and got about 10% in the other. She's got arthritis in her legs. In the morning, sometimes my mum needs her blood checked and so I get her blood machine and then I get the piercing gun to pierce her thumb or something and I push a button and it pops her finger. That's it? Yeah, that's it. And her blood level is 26.8. Really high. I need to give her her insulin. I piss it into my mum's belly and then I push the button. Like so. I'm Jade Nichols. I live in Great Yarmouth. I'm 15 years old. I have a belly button piercing and a tattoo on my back. <laughs> Casey, get your arms out there because you're near a chip pan. Come on. But don't, don't give me that bit. Don't. He just went to try and put his hand in the chip pan. Don't fancy a trip down A&E, little man. I have a mum and a dad. I have a brother, a sister, a sister, a sister, and then last but hopefully least, hopefully, that's Bradley. <laughs> Who's two? My mum, without being harsh, my mum is tall, very tall. I don't take after her in that department. She's lovely, she's a lovely personality person. On a bad day though, her personality changes. So we just kind of lock her in a room, <laughs> not really, we don't do that. <laughs> do shut her in the dungeon, <laughs> not really. We, um, we just try and avoid her, kind of, because she gets very agitated and so she snaps at us. You can't predict what's going to happen tomorrow. You don't know what's going to happen tonight. My name's Stacey. I'm 15. I live in the northeast of England, in Sunderland, with my dad and my little sister, Nicole. Mm, and my mum, Maria. 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 My mum, Maria, is... um. <laughs> Calm and quiet. Collective, funny, and loving. She's got short brown hair, blue eyes. She's got good bone structure in her face. My mum's got Huntington's disease. She's had Huntington's disease for about 10 years now, which is a disease of the brain. It like deteriorates the brain, so she loses control of her arms, her muscles, her movements. So like punches and violent kicks, which um, 
Really not her fault. <laughs> There was one case um, where me and my brother came home from school and she was just lying on the floor. She was smiling, like where she'd been laughing at TV or something and just gone. And she spilled some coffee on the floor and her face was pale. I was pretty scared, but my mum had taught me and my brother what to do when this has happened, so we were prepared. Oi, that's my dinner, Kyle. Come on, you said you didn't want any. Come on. Sit down now. My name's Tina Nichols. Jade does everything from cooking to washing. We're more like sisters than mother and daughter. She's mum to the kids. I just, I'm just an armchair mum. I suffer with depression and hydrocephalus, which is build-up of fluid on the brain. There's things that my mum needs in the day and we ain't here. We put it into a yellow basket. So there's hair brushes, her antiperspirant deodorant, sweets, letters, her eye drops, and we've got her cube clock. If you push a button, it tells you the time. It's 1.23pm. See? Do us a five and make a bank sandwich. Alright then. Open the top. Butter. Three years ago, um, when we were on holiday at Turkey, my mum's eyes just went blank when she was getting out of the swimming pool and she just couldn't see nothing. Red. Turn it on. Not too high. Four. No, about number three. Her eyes were bright red and we rang up the hospital there and doctors and that and they said that she might have a hemorrhage in the back of her eye. It's a sharp knife. Just put three pieces of bacon on. Okay. We came home after that. She was at home for about two to three days and then the ambulance came. We didn't even know and um, they said that you need to come in because they right. realised that it was, it was more than a haemorrhage. Butter my bread, make sure there's butter on every corner. My mum came home, she was very upset, only her and my dad knew, but um, she didn't tell us till about a week, two weeks later that she was blind and, and we just couldn't believe her. We thought she was joking about, but she wasn't because we could tell that she was really serious about this. Then I started doing more than what I already did. In Sunderland, where I live, it's very loud. <laughs> um, it's busy. I live, like, between two different estates, which makes it hard, because then you get two different people fighting. Sometimes it's fists, sometimes just verbal abuse. I didn't really realise that it was serious until I was about 10 years. I just thought, oh, well, she'll be getting better soon. And then when I was 10, I'd read all about it and realised that she can't get better and that she won't get better. That's when I started helping out a lot more. I helped feed her, get her dressed, pick clothes for her, 
brush her hair, help her get bathed, dressed, undressed. She can eat like rice, curry, stuff like that. And things that go down easy. But anything like chips, crisps, anything that she can't because with the muscles and the muscles in her throat when she eats, they don't let her swallow properly so she chokes. And so she's had a half her stomach removed and a bag put there. So she's fed through the tube every day, every three hours, five times a day. I didn't really used to like it, but I've grown to get used to it, and now it's just everyday things that I do. It's just natural. I love you, you love me. We're a happy family. We're a great family. We love you. In the mornings when I go up and check on her, you just look at her and you can tell she looks very drawn. I don't want to say that she's blind because she's not blind, but when she wakes up in the morning, she can't see nothing. Everything's white. It's so bright. And it takes about an hour and a half for my sight to come back. More than half the week is bad days. So probably four out of seven days I'm in bed. My name is uh, Tom. Tom Nichols. I'm married to Tina, who I don't live with. See, Tina's illness is very, very strange. It, it, there's nothing physical for you to see. And a lot of people don't think Tina's ill. I was one of them at first. You ready, sweetie? Will it, James? About my Arms in the air. Good girl. Go on over. Go on your belly. Let's pull your back. Casey, go downstairs now and watch some TV. She's not got that long for you in bed. And we're getting hot chocolate, Casey. Yes, in a moment. Lie down then, talcum powder. Jade is a 15-year-old with the mental age of a 35-year-old. Since mine and Tina's breakup, she's been the mother, the father. She hasn't had time for a childhood, I don't think. I just think she's a diamond. Then there's a problem, they all run to Jade. They fall over, they hurt themselves, they run to Jade first. She's like their second mum. Hey! Can I borrow that hairbrush that was in the bath? Yes, of course you can. Uh, okay. On a normal day, she doesn't get into bed till about 11, half 11 anyway. And then trying to catch up on work and homework. And, and all the school reports come home is Jade needs to attend more, Jade needs to attend more. On a bad week, it'll be probably like once a week out of a month. That I go to school. So that's like four days in an average four-week month that I go. She can't leave me in bed not being able to open my eyes and let a two-year-old run around the house on his own getting into whatever. Whenever she does go to school, she's always playing catch-up. She's got everyone's books to bring home to try and copy it all out and to catch up. And it, you know, sometimes it's so unfair. On a... I don't mind. Her attendance record is absolutely atrocious, to be honest with you. It came to the point where Tina was going to get taken to court over it. It's just I don't like getting threats about my mum going to prison. It's 10.44am. At school sometimes, yeah, like, we've been playing about and they say stuff about my mum, yeah, and I know they're playing about, but it's hurting me a bit. Because they're my friends, I know they're playing and that, yeah. 
um, there was one time in school where um, this boy was just, I didn't like him and he didn't like me. And he said something about my mum, yeah? And I just flipped and I just punched him in that, yeah? And then he ended up punching me and all that and I came out the worst because I was fighting with emotions, like. At school, no, I don't talk to me friends about my mum because then, well, um. I like to talk about other things that I would normally talk about and it gives me a break. I've been stopped from getting late marks if I got into school late because the teachers know I have to look after my mum but everyone else who was in the line used to be late. They'd all get late marks and they didn't like it because I didn't. I used to get called because of it. They can be very nasty. Sometimes they don't know how nasty they can be but they can say things that's um, very upsetting. If she was taking us down town shopping then they'd, they'd see her in the wheelchair and they'd like stare at her and they'd point sometimes. I'm Stacey's dad, I live in Pennywell in Sunderland. So he was calling the mum for walking spacker and Stacey got upset, and this lad started picking on Stacey for it. And uh, she got spat at and things like that, so I went to see the headmistress. It took a few weeks, but that got sorted out eventually when he was actually caught. They would shout stuff like spacker because of the way she walks. I try not to listen to them. My mum can't help but listen to them. So when she does go out very rare, she goes to the town with us in the wheelchair. If I went out into crowds of people, I could feel that they were looking at me and they could tell what was wrong with me as if it was written all over my face. But when I'm pregnant, it's as if all the interest was taken off my face and onto my stomach and all that lady's having a baby. So it gave me more confidence. People are thinking I'm pregnant and they're not thinking I'm mad. <laughs> That's probably why I've got so many children, because I did feel a lot better. I didn't have to take medication when I was pregnant. I was, I was a lot better. What do you worry about the most as a mother? Nothing. Nicole. Having. We take her down the beach, but it tends to be at night when we go to the beach because it's quieter, there's less people there. In the dark, you can't really see what someone's like. If we say, oh, we're going down the beach and like half past 11 at night, my mum, she'll be straight in the car before us. Then she'll be running down the steps, or trying to run down the steps, down the ramps to the beach. One night, the parents couldn't sleep. They kept coming downstairs. It was now about 20 past 11. So what should we do then? Let's go down the beach. And I'll call it your mum. We'll take mum with us. In the wheelchair, she went and we're down the beach. Do I love it?
Marie could just get off a wheelchair, let herself go. I've never seen her have so much fun. The quietness, you could hear her laugh miles away, and the way they were laughing. Stripped off, bikinis on, they were in the water, half past 11 at night, you know what I mean? I mean, it wasn't hot. And we just kind of just fight down there. Fun fight on the sand, or throw each other in the water. And they just didn't want to come on. It's 1.54 p.m. <laughs> One day um, at the weekend, I had to go to the hospital with my mum, and there was three differences about her. One eye was green, like <laughs> the medication. Eye, yeah, the eyeball, and the outside of it was orange, and her shoes are on the wrong feet because <laughs> she couldn't feel nothing in her feet. She didn't know. To the hospital and back, didn't we? Yeah, we got home and I said, Mum, do your feet hurt? <laughs> and she said, No. And I said, Mum, you sure on the wrong feet? <laughs> and she said, You pushed me around all day and you haven't noticed. <laughs> and I was just sitting there laughing. This I've is done so that a funny. couple of times, though, haven't I? <laughs> put t shirts on the inside out. Yeah. Oh, I put my knickers on the wrong way, didn't I? Yeah. <laughs> it was a bit uncomfortable and I thought I was getting fat. But then we found out I'd got the knickers. One leg, wasn't it? Mm. Um, There's little bits of funny things that happen. Yeah. Which could be taken quite serious. But we just make a joke out yeah, of and it. Yeah, that, that reassures me a little bit as well, you know? <laughs> Trying to make some sense of it all. But I can see it makes no sense at all Is it cool to go to sleep on the floor? I don't think that I can take any more Clowns to the left of me, jokers to the right Here I am stuck in the middle with you If I start getting tempered or in a bit of a mood I'll come up to my room and I'll sit and listen to my music I do get angry, but not as often as you'd expect. I try and not let anyone get her depressed because the depression makes Huntington's disease worse. If, like, I came back from school one day and something had happened and she was depressed, then we'd have to try our best to cheer her up by, like, singing, dancing, anything that would make her laugh. I was about 10, 11 when she took an overdose. She had taken codeine phosphate, which slows the heart down. She was lying in the hospital and um, us went in to see her. She was very pale, her face was sunken in. She was very cold. We asked why she did it 
And she says she was like sick of the way she was living. She was sick of not being able to do things. We understood why. And we says what would help her out. And us were crying, us were upset. And I think that's what, it hurt her. So that helped her pull through. I think she knows how much we love her. The children don't have um, friends come back very often because of what's wrong with me. The friends don't understand. This environment in here is her whole life between these four worlds, really. And I, I try and get her out to meet people and, and get her out more. I think they get a bit embarrassed. I mean, they talk to their friends at the door, but they don't have friends come in and they don't have friends stay over, so... I'll go on the computer. I'm on the computer nearly every day, chatting to friends. It's like my window to the outside world, really. I'd like to go out with my friends more often. I'd like to go to the town. I can't do that at all, really. So just to go out with them would be good. If I didn't have the PC, I don't know what I'd do. I was in school and Miss O'Sullivan, I like her, she's my favourite teacher, she come up to me and goes, there's a lady who want to see you. And I, I was kind of like, okay. <laughs> and so I went into an office and Kath was sitting there, Kath Thomas, who's a youth worker for young carers. And she introduced herself and told me about the young carers groups. And I said, yeah, I'd like to go. And then I went. It's just like being at school, except for it's fun. <laughs> Which school school isn't school's fun, but this is funny. Yeah, young carers is better because they take us away for three days, like on holidays, to give our parents and us a rest. And we've gone hiking across, like up a mountain and that, like not a mountain but a big hill. Right, okay. I'm just gonna quickly attach you up to the safety line. So get your harness up, huh? Every year there's a festival for young people, young carers. They can get away for a weekend where you can do all different things and there's no looking after your parents. And it's a camp, so you stay over in tents. It's freezing. I'll warn you, it is really, really cold. And it's kind of in the countryside, you know, a big house, and you do all different activities there. Here we go. One of the things I liked doing was the zip line. Like a big wire going across the river and you just hold on and then you slide down the zip line and poof, when you got off your legs all wobbly. Okay. Should you go? So you ready? Should I go now? Yeah. I'm not a screamer. <laughs> Me and my friend laughed at everyone who screamed. We found it hilarious. We had the bungee run, the sumo wrestling, the canoeing. I capsized the boat a couple of times. So it was fun. Okay, put it in there. I'll put it for you. Okay, let's go and pull back. She knows her mum is dying, slowly, but she'll not mention it or show it where her mum is. Every so often she'll say, that's another dear dad. (laughs) 
made my sister have a 50-50 chance of having the disease. So uh, it's a big worry on my mum and my dad. When I'm 16, I can go to the doctors and get a test for it. But I don't know yet if I should. My dad says it's up to us. If I find out that I've got it, I don't know what effect it'll take on us. I used to cry sometimes. I used to sit and think about it days on end. But once I find out that depression makes it worse for my mum or it gives it more of a chance of bringing it out on me or my sister, that's when I knew that I had to stay happy and I had to stop thinking about it and keep my sister happy and me happy and my mum happy and my dad happy. What we do almost every night is fun fighting. Fight me dad. It's good exercise, it gets us tired before we go to bed. To cheer my mum up, we'll sing, do dance routines, anything that would cheer her up really. Not yet. Yeah. Not yet. Yeah. Yeah. Well that's gonna come off, isn't it? He's got a big nose. When you're laughing, when you're laughing, the sun comes shining through. But when you're crying, really, it's just a matter of just being happy and staying happy, and not letting anyone or anything upset you. My favourite time of day, night time when they're all in bed, when me and my mum are together and dye each other's hair and do each other's nails, proper mum and daughter things. Would you like to have children yourself? No. It's 8.29pm. My mum treats life as, as though it's an obstacle course. Everything that happens to her, she overcomes. I do worry because if I was to die young, I've got this thing in my head, Mom, you, you know, that, I, that I'll die young you and, won't. well, all right, I won't. I just worry that when my sight does finally go, I expect I'll be really moody, I'll be even more frustrated because I won't even be able to more? see. Even more? Yeah, I probably will because your eyes are the worst thing you can lose. I'd rather lose a limb, I think. You'll get through this. This is just another obstacle and you're going to come through it. All right. Can I have that in writing? <laughs>